Hello there and welcome to Film Raw here at Bunkers of the UK. It is the place where we review the latest movies from across the cinematic spectrum. I am your host as always, Ian Bolton, and I am joined once again by my cinematic partner in crime. It is, of course, Christian R. Allen. Hello, you've let me back on the feed, you fool. Ah, oh, I don't know if I'm going to live to regret this. I'm not sure. Absolutely. So, hey, Christian, you know, we talked about the trial of the Chicago 7 last episode with one Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, I remember it well. I fancy another dose of Sasha Baron Cohen. You mean you want a double dose of Sasha sauce? Ooh, that sounds spicy, especially when it features the return of Borat. So, <laughs> with the, nice. so, so it's a very, it's a very nice way to say that we are going to be talking about Borat subsequent movie film. Fourteen years ago, I released movie film which brought great shame to Kazakhstan. Now I was instructed to return to Yankee Land to carry out secret mission. I go to America! What do you say? No, it's not me. People make recognize my face. I would need disguises. This man is a sex criminal? No, no sex criminal. I will take this to be a fat <laughs> like American man. Yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> Where is his crumb? What is problem, officer? Got somebody that's strapped to the top of your car. He's in that passenger seat, boss. Only men and bears are allowed inside car. I'm here to give my daughter as a gift to someone close to the throne. I need dress with real sexy peels. Uh, this is a bag that just goes oh, over the dress. Very nice. So let's talk about Borat, subsequent movie film. Or if you want to use the full title, Christian, if you would please. Borat, subsequent movie film, colon, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Did it look like I was reading that off a cue? Because I was. I, I don't know. I was looking towards <laughs> our cinema audience. Yeah, they seem <laughs> I, very impressed. Uh, uh, so yes, that is that is quite a mouthful for a, a film title. But then again, the first film had a similar one. So, Do you remember the full name of the first Borat movie? No, absolutely. Cultural learnings of America for make benefit glorious nations of Kazakhstan. I even have the soundtrack, and it's insane. And the amount of times I've had friends like rip the CD out of the player when I've been driving around like the New Forest because the Kazakhstan national anthem is just driving them a bit too spare. I'd say about. <laughs> at least five times in my life, which is more than anyone else, I'd imagine. So let's look at the new Borat film. It's been 14 years since the first one. How is it 14 years since I, Borat came out? How I old are we now? Oh, too old, I think. But <laughs> um, but yes, if we a quick overview, it is Sasha Baron Cohen's most iconic and infamous character making a return appearance with a sudden arrival of a sequel. Following Borat's first trip to America, he is scorned by his glorious nation of Kazakhstan and made to work digging ditches. Many years later, the country offers Borat a chance to redeem himself by sending him back to America and offering a, uh, offering a lovely peace gift to America. Unfortunately, his daughter, Tuta, played by Maria Bakalova, has come along for the ride, and she may be the key to Borat's redemption and the clue in the title. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the 
this is the new Borat film in a nutshell. Now I'm going to be, I'm going to be very honest about this. I never took to Borat when the first film came out. And I think it was because of the oversaturation of the character at the time. You just, anytime someone just mentioned Borat, you got there, he's nice. And all, the, and all that sort of stuff. And it's just, I was just, I just, I was just fed up with it. I, and and again, I hadn't watched much of Sasha Baron Cohen's work. I didn't watch the Ali G show, um, but but I still saw the first film of Borat. But I remember not necessarily coming out of this thinking it was an amazing film or it was a riotous comedy. It just it just didn't seem to it didn't seem to click to me. I think the funny thing is I actually enjoyed Bruno more because I think there was less I think there was less oversaturation with Bruno than there was with Borat. Yeah, I think Bruno was it kind of. It was, it was still a hit. Cause it was oh, yeah, both films were after, a hit. Yeah, because it was after the, the Borat fallout. Yeah. Um, I don't think people took to Bruno as much as this character. Um, mm. I, mean, I think Bruno is a bit underrated, personally. Yeah. I, I think there's some fantastic bits in it, especially the uh, the um, African baby adoption scenes are absolutely yes. incredible. But um, my, I'm actually coming from this from the opposite side to yours. Is the fact I, I was a huge fan of um, Daddy G-Show. And you know the previous stuff on the eleven o'clock show as well, and and the Borat character was always just I fell in love with him, and I thought, I thought as as a teenager, it was just I thought it was the most hilarious thing imaginable. I always thought Bru, um, Borat was funnier than Ali G, even though Ali G is a work of genius, or Alistair Graham as he's actually known. Mm-hmm. Um, if you by the way, if you haven't seen Ali G in the house, I also think that's a criminally underrated movie. I haven't but, seen that movie. It's, it's it's dumb, but it's brilliantly dumb. Um, um but with Borat, so I was when Borat came out, I was very excited, and I don't think I have ever laughed as hard in my life as watching Borat in a cinema with 400 people also screaming with laughter during the hotel scene, for example. Yes. Um <laughs> and I, I so I, I was as as a fan, I was very happy with the film. It was um, it was it was miles ahead of Ali G into house, which I still like, but it was you know this was on a whole different level. And I, to this day, I consider the first Borat movie one of the greatest comedy movies of all time. I don't think um, Bowen Commons got close to it, um, not even with Bruno, which again I really liked, and um, subsequent works like Who Is America, which mm. I'd still recommend because I think it's 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 funny, it's very interesting at times, but it's um, um, yeah, I, I don't I. With regards to the sequel, however, I laughed a lot. Um, I think there were some very clever moments, some very, very good commentary, and um, some of the setups were very smart. Like the, the, some of the, the 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 pranks involved, some of them were excellent. However, that's I can only say that was for about half the movie. Mm-hmm. For the other half of the movie, it felt very tired, very quite pedestrian to be honest and I, I was moments where I, I caught myself just scrolling through social media because I was that bored and that surprised mm. me for what was for what is one of my favorite comedy characters yeah. in a film, I was, I was, you know I was delighted the fact that this only came out like announced a week ago wasn't it, it was filmed about, in- about about two weeks two weeks ago it had been it had been filmed in in private or secretly filmed over like the many months because most of the film I, I assume the majority of the film was shot last year up until the point the coronavirus started kicking in because there is the final third is he's focused heavily on the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Um, just trying to remember my thoughts a little bit here. Um, I think because I am slightly old now and I and I have a bit more awareness on things like uh, politics, social commentary and stuff like that now, I, I appreciate that the style of humor that Borat brings um, is, it, it, it works. It gives you a, a nice sort of eye-opening satirical take on on the world today. And I think with that sort of wisdom under my belt, not not great wisdom, might I add, <laughs> but with that wisdom under its my belt, I could say I, I enjoy, I didn't mind the sequel. I think I'm with you on this. There are certain bits that when it hits the mark, it hits the mark without fail. Yeah, the, there are the, some... the one the one scene I think which works the most. Um, uh, obviously, I won't give too much away. But there's a scene where they go, they speak to a uh, pastor who is very pro-life, incredibly mm. anti-abortion, and it is again. I'm not going to tell you anything about it because even if I did, you would never, you would believe me. <laughs> they, they did in it. <laughs> you know exactly what scene I'm talking about. I, I I thought that was one of the funniest moments in film history. I think that was so clever. Um, so there there were moments like that. We, did you? I mean, you're not. I don't take you for being too into the cringe because you weren't really um, kind of Ricky Gervais as well because he was kind of a contemporary. There are there are some bits of Ricky Gervais I don't mind. I mean, I I like um I liked watching the Ricky Gervais show on HBO, the animated one with Carl Pinkett. Pilkinson. Pilkinson. I think it, it I yeah. think it became it became more about Carl Pilkinson. Yeah, that's that's in, yeah, in a sense. That's so I kind of so yeah, I kinda I kinda liked that approach. Um but in terms of Ricky Gervais stuff, it's kind of hit and miss for me. Um it just depends what what the 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 notion of the comedy is. Um cringe humor I don't necessarily mind. It's just sometimes it's um because there were times during the film when I was watching it last night, just before we were recording, um, it's like sometimes I felt I had to watch a few of the scenes just with my hands over my eyes and like that because because I knew what was going on and I found it. I was like I was, I think it was like I shamelessly. It's like I shamefully felt this was incredibly funny, but it's like I shouldn't watch. It's like I can't watch this. This is this is an awkward car crash that is going on and. <laughs> It's well, and, and, being broken for you. And, uh, it was just a kind of oh, it's like I know what they're trying to do, but it's just like this. This is oh, <laughs> and it's not saying it's not saying I I disagree with the I disagree with what they were trying to uh to achieve. I mean, especially if we look at the look at the um the medical clinic scene you were talking about with the pastor. I know it's like I love the setup. I knew where it was going, but it was just like. The execution, oh, yeah. The execution is like, oh, this, this is, this is like, Brutal, it's like, it? it's like you kind of go, I, I know. You're, what you're, you're ideologically aligned with the film and the message yeah. it's sending, but the way in which it's sending that message is disturbing you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah, so, so I've yeah. a few times. Although my sense of humor is, it's very dark, so I, mm. I didn't really have a, I didn't really have a problem with any of the, the more. Questionable, questionable aspects of the film, it's, which worries me actually to a degree. It's like a, I think it's like a strange thing. It's like, should I be laughing at this <laughs> in a way? But then that—that's the. I I guess that is what makes uh, Baron Cohen's work as these various characters. Well, it's basically he's like, it seems funny, but this is frighteningly real at the same time. And yeah, some some of the sequences with the because he he. he 
he hangs out with Kay Anon, um, um, conspiracy theorists, and oh, things, yeah. that, things like that. I just my mind just I don't understand how you could see the world in those ways. I mean, I, I understand if you I understand if you have reservations to like if you're critical of the Clintons because I do as well. Just as mm. I have I I have um, although I'm, an, I'm a lefty, I have criticisms of. I, I'm happy to criticise the Obama administration and things like this. The way in which the people Borat's engaging with describes them is just unhinged, to be honest. And it's, yeah. it's, 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 I find I think it's admirable that the film is exposing some of the darker aspects of um, America at the moment. Um, I do feel that it's a bit too slanted against uh, the right, um, which may be a weird thing to, to say because I'm, I'm left leaning. But um, I, I think what, um, and I wouldn't want this film to be apolitical, anything like that at all. It's just that there are some there. If I don't know, I think it's focused too much on Trump specifically. Might have actually hindered the film because um, yeah, I, 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 I found I found the scenes where they're engaging with. It felt like most of the film was engaging with Republican, 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 and it, I found it just a bit. It got a bit obvious. In terms of the comedy, so although I'm with the film uh, ideologically and politically, I found the comedy a bit just done before, and but done by him. I mean, like, so, yeah, uh, it's it, um, and done by and it's been done better by people like John Stewart or um, or John I mean, Oliver. I mean, it's like this. I mean, there's sort of the theme, their themes or certain joke traits that they keep going back to with Borat throughout the second film. One of which is the anti-Semitic stuff which I know was highlighted in the first film. And don't get me wrong, because there is, um, not trying to go into too much detail, there is a scene where Borat dresses up as he <laughs> believes as a Jewish person and goes into a synagogue. And it's like, you already go, he's like, you don't really need to do this. We, It's like, this is... No, you you really shouldn't be doing this. Uh, just I to mean, it's to play, play devil's advocate. I believe that's one of the scenes. Uh, it's a bit spoilery. I believe the 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 Jewish woman he spoke to in that scene. They he let them in on it at some point right. during some point during the production. Yeah, um, I, obviously, other people involved in the film haven't had that luxury. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, on one side, it's like on on one side, particularly that sequence. It's relying on a trope that we've already experienced with Borat, and it's like it's been it's it's shocked, and, and it, was, it, it did. It, I think it did it very well in the first film. Yeah, presenting such ridiculous anti-Semitism to show yeah. how ridiculous anti-Semitism is, mm. I thought was quite powerful. Here, it's just rehashed and a bit samey. Although, although the costume he does wear to walk into the synagogue, I thought that was brilliant and genuinely quite as hilariously mm. awful, or awfully hilarious. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah, um, I have to admit, I kind of did like. Uh, obviously, I'm not. I was like, it's like I'm kind of cringing, going, "Oh God," as he's going, <laughs> as he's going into the synagogue. But when he has the conversation with one of the one of the one of the patrons of the synagogue, and it's like a sharing of like cultural experiences, it's kind of like this is actually quite. This is actually not a bad moment. This is kind of like someone is trying to teach Borat where he is wrong. In his thinking, yeah, and, and the, that's an interesting take. The, the I can't remember her name. There's the, the African American uh, lady who yes. um, she's the babysitter again. A normal, I presume, a member of the public. She's mm. she's hired as a babysitter. She obviously expects a child. She's giving the 15 year old daughter who's been caged and yes. uh, who's espousing this 
horrific misogynistic literature. Um, some some of the nurseries as well, the sort of nursery tales that she you know oh. she talks about. Just the, if if I was if I was a, if I was a, <laughs> I yeah, do feel bad in... for the nation of Kazakhstan. Mm. <laughs> but most people around the world, when you say Kazakhstan, your first thought is Borat. It's not cool, is it? No. Think, I'd, li- I'd like to think that if you mention the United Kingdom around the world, you'll probably get um, James Bond. But it's probably not. It's probably, probably Borat, Borat. Actually, it's probably Ali G. Or Downton Abbey, Don't one know. of the two. <laughs> it's usually Downton Abbey at this rate because Downton of how popular Abbey, yeah. it was. Um, but no, speaking speaking of the daughter character played by Bakalova, I think she she makes a really good foil to Baron Cohen in this one, and I like the fact that a good portion of the film focuses on her sort of the challenges of her understandings and ideologies. If that makes sense, yeah. Because it's, because obviously she's the way the film presents it presents it is basically she's been taught that she is way down on the like she's like lower lower than goat yeah yeah lower lower than the common goat and it and it was actually quite it was actually quite funny and also and sweet in a way of sweet that tuto is sort of learning that oh i can do these things i can drive i can i can (laughs) i mean it's it's, it's an emancipation story i mean it's obviously so beyond absurd yeah. Um, although there's uh, there's awkward parallels with um, certain regimes around the world, particularly like uh, some speak to my think like Saudi Arabia and whatnot. Um, <laughs> just um, yeah, they, they they come to the class sorry the clash of cultures experience of the character. Um, I did find that quite fascinating. I was a bit worried at first because um, it did. Feel, I I hate the introduction of a new sidekick. It's I hate the Scrappy Doo syndrome in anything. Um, well, this this isn't Scrappy Doo, so I think we're no, fine. no, exactly, exactly. And I was I was quite relieved actually that she was a the performance is phenomenal. She like where where she was. She's a Hungarian actress, isn't she? Yeah, she's fairly unknown. Yeah, the, 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 how this this actress was found and brought to this film, I, I need to know because she was absolutely hilarious. Um, especially the scenes she worked really well when she was talking to um, other women. Mm. Uh, she basically is almost a female. In sort of a gender swapped version of Borat in some respects. I kind of, I kind of liked her sort of inverted stumbling into the Republican women meeting. I was I was just thinking that actually. I know I just I just bemoaned the fact that it was all Republican, Republican, Republican. Actually, I thought that was quite quite funny. But again, it's like again, I think they weren't necessarily targeting uh, the no, Republican no, Party. No, no. They were just. I think they, they were just being. It was just. Um, I think it was just luck because clearly a lot of this has been made on the fly. Yes. And um, yes. her describing her discovery of certain anatomical features of the female form. That's a good way of putting it, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. It's presented very differently <laughs> in the film. <laughs> in front of these um, clearly very polite, conservative um, women. <laughs> it's just they, even as she she's uh, talking and, oh my God, sorry, some of the scenes she's involved in, like the dance scene as well, the ball and the something. Oh, thing. God. You go, this is a fun moment. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Revealing that. <laughs> so it's, it's frustrating because there, there are genuinely brilliant moments all the way through through mm. the film. And in particular, the, the, I mean, we could probably talk about the final scene because it's all over the news. The, um, uh, oh, the Giuliani. Oh, I, I was uncomfortable with that scene the moment it started. Yes. Even up before, even up until the moment, the, the, the highly publicized moment happened. Yes. It's like it's like there's something just 
just the way the film presents or the way that interview starts is just a little bit unsettling. Yeah, and was that for, was that from the, by design of the filmmakers, or was that because of Rudy Giuliani himself? And um, I, I get it, it's, it's. I think it's going to be a question that's going to be debated for quite a while. I mean, it's it's, it's turned all wonders of publicity for um, for um, Amazon, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. I I felt his behaviour it made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it's um, hmm. Consid- considering this is like the start of. The, this is when obviously COVID was definitely in full effect going on, and this is kind of like it's like clear sort of I'm not keeping distance. It's like oh yeah, I'm sort of just random. It's like there's a bit where he coughs and just goes, I'm all right, and it's like, um, <laughs> <laughs> and and then the creepiness begins. Begins, yeah. I, I think it's I, I think I'm happy to talk about this just because the clip is being played all over the place. Um, yeah. One of my favorite lines of the movie was when Borat tries to sabotage. Obviously, that was by design to make mm. sure that nothing actually happened to the, the, the um, Maria Bakalova. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when he interrupts what was clearly the beginnings of something quite ugly, yeah. in my my estimation at least. Yeah. Um, you, you audience, you be the judge and watch it yourself. Mm. So that, 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 that things like that works. Other things like when he's um. When he actually tries to you know meet Mike Pence, I don't think that scene actually worked very well. No, it was just kind of like a very it felt like, very samey, didn't it? Kind of it's like it's because they had in the first one they had the the hotel naked wrestle thing, which spoiled <laughs> into which so spoils good. into a, so which spo- good, which spoils <laughs> it. So yeah, that this naked wrestling moment between Borat and his producer <laughs> and it's never it. stops it just keeps going it's like it should, and, and, it, it goes into, <laughs> and it goes into a political rally that was really funny I think it actually but it goes into like a mortgage brokers association oh like, okay I might be I might be wrong I might like be wrong that. apologies <laughs> but it's still funny regardless yeah. See, think it's, if something like that had happened but mm. I mean, again we could talk about this because it was all it was all over the news last week just dressing up as Trump and carrying a supposedly fifteen-year-old girl on his shoulder and walking in, and, and he didn't even—it it, just—it didn't feel—it didn't feel enough. Like I mean, with this kind of movie, you're expecting it to be pushed a lot further, like in the hotel scene in the first movie. Yeah, um, and I it mean, just felt a bit, kind of again, it's something you'd see on a sort of like a typical episode of The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Mm. Ideologically, I'm with the film. Politically, I'm with the film. Just the comedy, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it ever reaches the same heights as the previous one. Yeah, With the exception of a small number of scenes, mostly the ones we've described or like mm. you know recommended. Yeah, um, it just it's frustrating because the film just feels very tired a lot of the time. Mm. And, um, I, mean, I, mean, I don't yeah. know if I'd ever. Oh, sorry, go. On. Oh no! Okay, no. Finish, finish your. Oh, I was, was just saying. I don't know if I'll go out of my way to watch this again. Well, I can gladly put the first Borat on over and over again. By the way, if you do own the, the Blu-ray of Borat, it's brilliant. The disc looks like it's pirated. It's been like written out in Sharpie. <laughs> it's just like, that's, nice. that's funny. That's funny. If we were given a verdict of the film, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Um, so some of the humour when it hits, it works. It's really funny. It's really cringeworthy, and it gets the result it desires from your audience um but yeah there are some things that just feel like retreads and feel tired and i mm. think that will probably that might jade the most most 
loyal a fan, obviously like yourself included in terms of from the first film. But at the end of the day, I'm happy that I've watched the film. I'm probably not going to watch the film again after this, to be perfectly honest. I'm feeling the same way. Maybe 10 years from now, randomly. I don't know. Maybe it'll be an interesting time capsule, I suppose. Um, but... well, this film certainly is a time capsule. Mm. Um, well, if you liked the character and if you like Baron Cohen's work, definitely give it a watch. Um, if you've never really felt engaged with it before, you're not missing much and it's not going to change your mind either. No. So with that in mind, I am quite comfortable giving this three stars. I was thinking three stars as well, to be honest. Yeah. And at the moment, I would give the first Borat movie five stars. I don't know if you would agree with that, but that to me, that's a five-star movie. I have forgotten the first film quite a lot, so I may need to revisit that at some point. Um, Do it with me and a bottle of wine. Ah, good bottle of port. Right. So, <laughs> so, so ultimately, Borat's subsequent movie film is nice. Yes. But, yes, but not very nice. Very nice. I give it three stars. So, with our Borat impersonations out of the way, that's all we have time for in this episode of Film Raw. Thank you very much for joining us. Whether you're watching the show on YouTube or listening via a dedicated podcast provider, make sure you subscribe so you can get brand new episodes first when we release them. You can also contact the show by emailing us at filmraw at bunkerzilla.co.uk. There is also a whole world of monstrous content to explore at bunkerzilla.co.uk. You can read engaging articles and listen to terrific podcasts from the talented team. And of course, you can follow us on Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter at Bunkerzilla UK. All those links are in the video description below. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy your movies. I've been Ian Bolton and joined, as always, by Krishna Allen. Chikuri. Indeedy. <laughs> Keep it cinematic. Adios.